3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The lights are out. to so the lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7. The game. Off the screen, head fake, dribbles by Towns, handoff to
4: the trailer. It's Kaminga who flies in for a two-hand flush, a little elevation sensation for the rookie right there. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Kaminga, one of the bright spots on a night where the Warriors get blown out in Minnesota, one hundred nineteen to ninety-nine is the final. John Dickinson with Warriors wrap-up, but ninety-five-seven the game as the Warriors finish up this trip, one and three, the lone victory coming on Friday night in Chicago, 888-957-9570, 888 9570 If you want to react to this one, if you want to react to the road trip as a whole, as the Golden State Warriors uh, officially dealing with a little bit of adversity, although I don't think it should come as much of a surprise when you look at the fact that the Warriors currently playing without Stephen Curry uh, and Draymond Green, and Gary Payton II, uh, all unavailable with the news uh, breaking as far as Stephen Curry. we got a Draymond Green update coming up for you as well because Draymond not only ruled out for today, but he's been ruled out for the entire Warriors homestand. So that update is, is coming up. But uh, tonight, I thought the Warriors uh, got out to a 16-10 to 10 lead midway through the first quarter in the... Timberwolves go on a 20 to 6 run at the end of the quarter and they wind up with a 30 to 22 lead. Warriors had some fight in them in the second quarter, had some fight in them early in the third quarter. And then there was a stretch where Wiggins was starting to get it rolling. Uh, Play mid-third where Towns was was granted uh, an and-one where the foul had occurred before the clock expired, but then the shot occurred after continuation. The officials granted him the basket and the and-one, and then there's right after that the play where Jordan Poole had an and one wiped away and then Steve Kerr challenged it. Uh, the challenge went to no avail and then he picked up a technical foul. 70-68 to 68 Minnesota after all of that. There were a couple of swing plays where the Warriors, uh, Jonathan Kaminga missed a, a bunny inside. T-Wolves hit a three and then uh, the T-Wolves were able to hit another three off of Warriors. Miss Malik Beasley uh, doing the damage there as he hit five of nine three-pointers and then uh, the Warriors found themselves where it looked Like they were going to be in it down the stretch and maybe even have a chance to steal this as shorthanded as they were. Uh, But uh, it felt like some of the fight left the Warriors with that late third quarter run as the Timberwolves got hot and Minnesota was able to build a 91 81 lead at the end of the third quarter. Uh, Fourth quarter, all Minnesota. And again, uh, Warriors shorthanded, Not much fight left. Not much left uh, in the tank for Golden State uh, at the end of this trip, playing as, as short-handed as they are with no Draymond and, and no Steph and and Gary Payton II, and uh, just uh, not the Warriors' night. And I think it, it goes to show uh, how fragile this season can be for the Golden State Warriors. And, and look, they're they're thirty-one and twelve, but if you're going to start having to play games with regularity uh, without Stephen Curry and without Draymond Green. As we've seen over the course of last season and, and especially a couple of seasons ago, all bets are off very quickly. And, and the Warriors have... A ton of really nice shorthanded wins. They got one in Chicago on 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 Friday night. Uh, they've won without Steph Curry this year, uh, and, and Draymond in Detroit, albeit, uh, and and have just had some some really quality wins at Utah and at Phoenix that that come up all the time. But the more you got to play games without your most important players for longer stretches, it's just going to become a, an untenable situation where even teams like Minnesota, talented, but but talented in terms of trying to fight their way to, to playing in a play-in tournament, that type of level, those teams just it, – it becomes where you can't even compete on nights like tonight if they can hit you with a, a little bit of a run. And, and you just look at the, the two teams that were actually on the floor – for each, and the Timberwolves, just a, a far more talented team, even with Clay Thompson back, even with as well as Jordan Poole has played, uh, you know, and even with Andrew Wiggins, uh, somebody that at different points has been able to step up in the absence of, of other players and, and make an impact. But you just look at the raw talent, the athleticism, and, and again, the Timberwolves are probably going to be a 9 or a 10 seed, uh, in the Western Conference and, and fighting to try and advance and earn one of the play-in tournament spots. But you take Steph and you take Draymond away, and all of a sudden this becomes a game that, that not only are, are you not favored to win, but but you really think you're going to have to play almost a perfect game or the opposition is going to have to have some kind of a letdown if you are going to be able to to hang in the game and win. And, and couple that with the end uh, of a long road trip, and I think this team reaching the dog days – and where they were supposed to get an infusion of energy by having the band all back together, now they're being def- forced to play games where they don't have their their star players and have to overcome that and fight through it. So seven-game homestand coming at the right time, I think, for the Golden State Warriors, uh, but they got to hope that they get some good news on Stephen Curry and his hand as he left this trip after Friday and came back. Uh, they did not get good news with respect to Draymond Green uh, as Draymond is going to miss some time and that news breaking right as we hit the air uh, here on 95.7 the game for Warriors live before this one and we'll just give you the update on Draymond because uh, he was uh, evaluated and the Warriors announcing that he underwent an MRI uh, last week due to the, the sore left calf also Uh, underwent an MRI uh, of his lower back uh, on the night uh, when the the calf issue popped up a week ago tonight to determine the cause of the soreness and tightness in his calf. The evaluations, according to the Warriors, indicated the calf soreness is tied to a disc in his lower back. So Draymond Green now going to get physical therapy in the Next few days uh, and will continue to be monitored by the medical and training staff of the Golden State Warriors, set to be reevaluated again in two weeks. So, two weeks the Warriors announce is when Draymond Green will be reevaluated. So, that means the Warriors are not going to have Draymond Green for at least the next seven games, which wipes out that homestand completely. Uh, If he's reevaluated two weeks from today, uh, then you start looking at, at the possibility of the Warriors you know, going to Houston and going to San Antonio before they come back and, and play Sacramento. Uh, and then you start to get into the final uh, 10 days or so before the All-Star break. So the one thing that, that must be pointed out, anytime you speak of a reevaluation period, a reevaluation period, Doesn't necessarily mean that the player is going to be coming back immediately at the end of the reevaluation period. That just means that that's the the next step in determining where they're at in terms of the injury. Now, maybe that means he starts practicing again and could come back uh, over the course of uh, a few days to, to maybe a week from that point. Uh, but the early read on this, just as far as the timeline that the Warriors have released, seven games for sure. And it wouldn't surprise me if this winds up being in the, in the, in the eight, nine to ten game range once you start getting into the layout of the schedule and, and the following week. So the Warriors are going to have to figure out a way to win some games uh, without Draymond Green. And I think you know, they've officially reached a point now where they're in the portion of the season where it's tread water time, and, and you start to look at, at some winnable games coming up on this homestand, uh, with Detroit being the first one right out of the chute on Tuesday – and then they've got uh, the Indiana Pacers coming in who gave the Warriors a a run for their money in in Indiana back in the middle of December. Uh, Rockets team that's going to be at the end of, of a Western swing when they step foot into Chase Center. So a couple of winnable games early, and then this homestand gets progressively more difficult as it goes on the the second week more difficult than the first with Utah in a week from tonight and then Dallas a rematch against the same Minnesota team and the Brooklyn Nets come into Chase Center uh, a week or two weeks from from last night so again all these games now set to be played without Draymond Green, so the Warriors are uh, going to be in, in position where they're going to have to fight and scratch and claw, and there's going to be opportunities for others to, to step in, uh, but they're going to have to hope they get Steph Curry back. That's a, that, that's going to be a big, big deal. Uh, 888-957-9570, 888 John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap-up uh, on 95.7 the game. but Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, uh, as he addressed what went wrong for the Dubs in this one and just where they are overall uh, in the season uh, as the Warriors get blown out tonight in Minnesota, 119-99 is the final. Let's uh, hear from the head coach
5: performance kind of, like, it disappointed you
2: the most? I thought the defense slipped away from us late third quarter, uh, you know, the last minute or two of the third. Uh, we were right in the game, and then they, they kind of got, if I remember correctly, they got to the rim three or four times um, late it in. So our defense kind of broke down. But I think we ran out of gas. You know, I think, uh, I think fatigue uh, showed up. Uh, at that stage of the game, and in the fourth, and and uh, you know Minnesota got hot. They played really well during that stretch, and uh, it was too much for us.
0: How do you look back at this whole trip? I mean, you knew coming in it was going to be a challenge with the teams you were facing, but then to, to go one and three and to do it the way you did it—how do you sort of?
2: Sum yeah, I it mean, up? One, one and three is is disappointing, obviously, uh, for for a team of our caliber. But uh, you know, we we understand. What's going on right now? You know we're in a in a tough spot, uh, just like every team faces every year. Um, and this is our time right now with with some of the injuries and and um, so it's okay. We'll we'll bounce back, and uh, you know it'll be really nice to get home. And I think we've got our next seven seven at home, uh, and hopefully you know get the guys back, and uh, we'll move move on.
5: He obviously, does so much for you guys, but where'd you miss on the most
2: tonight? Uh, I, in, in a lot of ways, it might have just been pace, you know, like it, uh, he just keeps the pace going for our team so well. Uh, made baskets, um, you know, he gets the ball out and pushes it up the floor, and it puts the defense on its heels, and uh. I didn't feel like we played with much pace tonight. We 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 obviously missed Draymond in, in every way, He's such a good player, but uh, but that, that stood out to me tonight that we didn't have much pace and, and obviously Steph, you know, Steph's absence had something to do with that too. But uh, you know, guys competed, they played hard, they shared the ball, um, just wasn't our night.
5: What's the key to maintaining what you've been defensively over the next you know, several weeks? You know, without your best defensive player,
2: we got to maintain our uh, our, our principles. Um, what we teach every day, we got to defend without fouling. We got to protect the paint. We got to rotate. Uh, we got to rebound. All those things. It's just it's just the basics, and uh, I'm confident that uh, that we can do that.
0: You mentioned the seven straight at home. How how much can that help and how much is that needed given where you're at right now like
2: you said yeah it's needed in that you know our guys need to get home and see their families and sleep in their own bed and, and uh, get some rest and, and and so it's it's coming and that's uh, that's great I think everybody is uh, excited to get home and uh, get a little a little rest and get back at it on Tuesday.
5: Elites has obviously had some nice performances uh, for you throughout the season. Uh, you know, tonight, obviously, for turnovers. How do you get him kind of back on track a little bit more?
2: Belly does a lot of great things for us um, nightly, whether his shot is going in or not. I thought he was fantastic against Chicago. You know, the ball moves when he's out there, there's a flow to the game. Tonight wasn't his night. Um, you know, he had some turnovers and uh, didn't shoot the ball particularly well on this trip, but uh, he's a vet. He's been around for a while and uh, he will continue to help us win games.
0: Seemed like one positive thing on this trip is Kaminga taking a, a clear step forward. Yeah. What do you think of the way he played tonight and, and these last three games, just sort of the progress he's shown?
2: Yeah, it was a great trip for him. Um, you know, it didn't start out very well um, in in Memphis. He, he didn't play particularly well in his G League uh, performance. Uh, but I thought uh, he really responded well uh, coming off of that game and, uh, and competed really hard in Milwaukee and and Chicago and, and did a lot of good things uh, tonight too. And and a lot of things that he has to learn uh, can only be learned through experience. So mistakes that he makes uh, are totally expected. because it's impossible to know everything you need to know about the NBA when you arrive at 19. So uh, every minute is an important minute for JK. He's made big strides uh, here in recent weeks and uh, will continue to to push him. And I know he'll
5: continue to work. You kind of touched on the defense at the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth, but you you guys missed like 16 straight shots. What about offensively?
2: What what, what was going on there at that time? Uh, I thought we had some good looks. You know, we we, um, we moved the ball. Uh, we got it into the paint and uh, just couldn't knock anything down. Um, they did a good job. Minnesota did a good job defensively. Uh, we did a much better job taking care of the ball in the second half than we did in the first, and, and we had some good stretches. You know, we put together a really good run to start the third quarter. But as I said, I, I thought we ran out, ran out of gas a little bit, and that showed up by uh, both ends of the floor.
5: You mentioned the G League game they can make a struggle and I, I meant to ask you about that i mean did, was that potentially a kind of a wake-up call type game for him you guys did seem a little upset with,
2: with yeah he didn't run the floor hard um you know it was it was disappointing and uh we we talked to him about it and uh he understood and he responded really well so this is all, all part of the the process for for jk it's um you know it's a there's a lot to to absorb, a lot to learn, and uh, it's not always going to be uh, easy. And, um, you know, he, uh, but I, I, like I said, I, I'm really proud of him for the way he responded these last few games.
0: One last coming question. It seems like when he puts the ball on the floor and goes to the hoop, he's extraordinarily difficult to stop. Yeah. Um, and sometimes he's even not sure if he should shoot from outside or do that. Or is the fact that he's going to the hoop more sort of, uh, an important step in his evolution. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's, uh, I've said this many times, but the biggest thing that anybody needs to learn when they get to the NBA is when to dribble, when to pass and when to shoot, you know, there's a rhythm and a timing to the game, but the the NBA game happens really fast. And so it usually takes young players uh, time to adapt to the speed because you're constantly having to read all these situations and, and look at all these pictures, and you have to make these decisions. And we talk about point five basketball. We expect our guys to make decisions in, you know, half a second. Um, but it's like anything else um, in in life. You you have to experience it to learn. Your brain has to process it and you need reps in order for all that to happen. And so these are these are great reps for, for.
1: you
0: talked about uh, clay a little bit this morning and how he's looked in these three games now for um, how important was it for him to get this trip under his belt and what do you see going forward? You bumped up his minutes a little bit, almost 23 tonight. What do you see on the homestand for him uh,
2: just continued? progression. You know, um, I think he's looked really good physically and, you know, he's um, he's got to get his legs underneath him after two and a half years off um, and his rhythm and his timing, and that's all going to come, but it, it, it's, it doesn't happen overnight, but uh, all of the signs are really encouraging. Uh, so it's exciting to see how Clay is progressing.
0: And you expect to keep him in that 20 to 25 minute range for a while or?
2: Uh, I don't know. I'll talk to Rick when we get back, and we'll we'll reassess.
4: So, so far, as far as Clay Thompson goes, and, and we hear from Steve Kerr here on 95.7 The Game, uh, everybody's saying good things about how he's looked physically, and I actually thought in the first half tonight he was getting shots in better rhythm. It felt like there were fewer forced shots tonight, And it, but you look up at the end of the night, and it's a 5 for 14 three of eight from three. So as, as much as everybody is saying he looks good physically, uh, you know, five for 14 in this one. He obviously uh, doesn't play in the game the other night against Chicago, but three of 11 in the game against Milwaukee, and you just run through it. Five of 13, another one against the Grizzlies, and in his return game a week ago tonight at Chase Center, uh, it was a 7 for 18. So the, the shooting touch is not there uh, for Clay Thompson as of yet. And, you know, look, it's still early. And I think the most important thing is that, that he continues to, to look physically strong. Uh, and we're only a week and, and four games into this thing. But uh, he's still looking for you know, the old Clay kind of a, a night where the shots are in rhythm and he's hitting a high percentage. And, and look, Clay notoriously has been a slow starter, even in, in years where he's been fully healthy over the course of his career, and then he breaks out and then he gets it rolling. Uh, so I, I don't think you know, the concern level is there yet necessarily, but I do think the Warriors being you know shorthanded as of late you're looking for Clay Thompson to be Clay Thompson maybe a little bit faster now than you would have, as far as him just being able to work his way in and being able to let it fly and get it going. I mean, every game, I think now that it lasts, you wonder, you know, all right, when's it going to be? Is it going to be the next game? And again, I don't think it's panic. I think, you know, continuing to, to, Earn more minutes and be able to play more minutes physically, as the the doctors and the and the trainers say. Uh, you know that's that's the ultimate end game, and you, and you hope that the shots start falling. Uh, but the quicker that he can have a, a Clay Thompson looking type game where the shots are falling and he's making an impact, uh, I I think the better uh, people. Uh, you know the, the the more it'll calm down and look again i'm going to say it uh, i'm going to repeat myself but i think people right now that this team's going to have a more difficult time winning games the next couple of weeks without Draymond Green and potentially without Stephen Curry although curry could be back on tuesday uh, so i think you know we've see this a lot with this warriors fan base uh, the expectation is, and I got a few text messages in the Comcast business text line that allude to this, the expectation is that this team's going to win games, you know, even if they are a little bit handed and that they're talented enough to where other players are going to have to step up in the absence of those who, who are uh, unavailable. Um, I think physically he's looked fine to this point, but again, every game that he doesn't have that, that prototypical clay shooting game, it's just going to make you wonder until he starts to snap out of it, and I think it's going to start to make you wonder a little bit more if this team's going to be uh you know, lesser equipped to be winning games than I think what what people are, are used to eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero we 're going to hear from Clay Thompson coming up here uh, in about ten minutes as he did address the media just about how his first week has gone. Uh, and uh, how this Warriors team has played uh, over the course of the last week uh, since he returned. Uh, other key takeaway from Steve Kerr is what he had to say about Jonathan Kaminga, and you know a nice finish to a trip for Kaminga that didn't start off that well with uh, a poor G League performance. You heard Anthony Slater of the Athletic following up with a couple of questions about uh, just you know not running hard, not not having the 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 type of game or the type of performance or the type of energy uh and and care that that he and the coaching staff wanted him to have and I think that's the that's the key for Jonathan Kaminga and I think that's where there are times where you can tell there's a frustration level with Kaminga in that you know, he's played well in stretches when he's been with the big team. He's played well when he's been on Christmas against Phoenix, and he played well the other night against Chicago, best team in the East, and he helps him get a big win shorthanded. But there have been times in in lesser environments, whether it's a G League game, and his G League numbers have not been great, where it's almost as if that type of work has come off, and I'm I'm basing my opinion here on what Steve Kerr's had to say where, where his type of work ethic isn't consistently there in in the lesser things in essence maybe he treats some of that work as if it's beneath him a little bit and and that is is problematic because the way that he's going to end up on the floor with more regularity is by treating every single opportunity like it's an opportunity, uh, you know, where he's going to bring the energy and bring the enthusiasm and bring the infectious play. Like he's, he's got the, the, we all see the star like flashes, but to earn those minutes, he's got to bring it in the G league games and in the practices and in the games that aren't against the top teams in the league. So whenever you wonder why maybe Jonathan Kaminga isn't getting minutes when we've seen him play well in some of the bigger games against bigger opponents, I think Steve Kerr gave you the answer uh, as far as just what was going on with an underwhelming start, but also crediting him for after they had to have a conversation about it, bouncing back and playing better and playing harder and, and, and being more impactful and, and maybe taking his role and taking his job a little bit more seriously. So just, Something to keep an eye on. Pretty pointed comments, I thought, from Steve Kerr there uh, with respect to Kaminga. Again, bright lights guy, that's all great. But what you're doing behind the scenes is what is going to ultimately give you the opportunity to get out there in those bright lights moments to have opportunities. And make no mistake, like Jonathan Kaminga is going to have to play more with Draymond Green out. You know, Otto Porter's going to get a lot of minutes and Kaminga's going to have to play more. This is a great opportunity for development for Jonathan Kaminga over these next couple of weeks. The Warriors have rotation spots open. Juan Toscano-Anderson is going to get an opportunity to play over these next couple of weeks. And how well, really, I I think that the three-headed monster of Porter and Kaminga and Juan Toscano-Anderson play That's going to determine whether the Warriors have the ability to offset the loss of Draymond Green and be able to win enough to to keep their record uh, above water at the current rate that it's been at. Uh, you know, when you look at, at this seven-game homestand and, and, and one that gets progressively more difficult. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Uh, We'll come back. We'll hear from Clay Thompson. We will also hear from Jonathan Kaminga. We got some text messages to get to. It's Warriors wrap-up with John Dickinson here on 95.7 The Game.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
3: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: Kaminga the catch with the dribble. Finds Poole with five to shoot. Gotta go. Drives on Edwards. Gets down the lane. Feeds Thompson. Catch and shoot three right side. Got it! Clay Thompson with 15.3 to go in the half. And he's cut the Minnesota lead in half. Now back to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 7 The Game. Clay Thompson, three that was taken away right before halftime, ruled that he stepped out of bounds. Clay Thompson finishing with 13 points on 5 of 14 shooting as the Timberwolves beat the Warriors tonight 119-99 in Minneapolis, so the Warriors now 31-12 as they lose 3 of 4 on this trip. Uh, losing to the Timberwolves by twenty eight at seven nine five seven zero. We're going to hear from Clay Thompson and Jonathan Kaminga. Kaminga, one of the bright spots for the Dubs as this trip went on. Couple of text messages to get to uh, via the Comcast Business Text Line uh, four eight zero chiming in. Uh, even down Curry and Draymond, we expect them to beat the subpar Timberwolves. I, I think that that's the the wake up call uh, tonight that I think needs to be in play for, for a lot of Warriors fans. It, it, it's the fact that the Timberwolves tonight had a better team on the floor than the Warriors do. And if you're going to take Steph away and Draymond away and, and Gary Payton's gonna you know, who's been a significant positive player for the Warriors this season, like there is no game that's an automatic with the, potential exception of Detroit since the Warriors did beat Detroit down Steph and Draymond earlier Uh, good thing for the Warriors they're playing Detroit on Tuesday because I think that's a a winnable game regardless uh, of what happens but uh, I I think tonight uh, and look Minnesota doesn't stink Uh, they're currently seventh believe it or not in the Western Conference uh, at 21 and 22 now mediocrity can get you seventh or even sixth in the Western Conference. Denver's 22-20, and Uh, but the Timberwolves are not the team that's been, for the most part, the last decade in the 13 and and 12 spots in the West. They're much better defensively. Uh, They're more efficient offensively than they've been, and look, Carl Anthony Towns has been a handful on some really good Warriors teams uh, over the years, Uh, but you take... Uh, Draymond Green out of the equation, and you know you've got Kevon Looney and, and really no secondary bigs to speak of right now beyond Demanya Bielitza and Towns you know, put a hurting on the Warriors, and and the bench of the Timberwolves put a hurting on the Warriors. Malik Beasley with the five threes, 16 points, and uh, you know it just it, it was tough, tough night. But if you look at it, and look, I, I get it. Warriors fans have high expectations, but you know. You, the Timberwolves, going into this game, I'm thinking, hey, the Warriors are going to have to play a hell of a game to beat even the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I think it just goes to show you how fragile this thing is once you lose your your best players as deep as you are, and I think the Warriors are, are better equipped to handle losing top players than they were a year ago, certainly than they were two years ago. I mean, that, that roster two years ago was paper-thin and Steph went down and all of a sudden it was it was 15 and 50 without Clay. Now I think there is an anticipation that hey Clay's back and he needs to start maybe helping to carry this Warriors team. Well, he he's just not at that level yet. And it's going to take some time for him to get to that level and it would take him some time for him to, get to that level even if Steph and Draymond were playing alongside him. Now they're not playing alongside him. So yeah, there may be more shot attempts to get up uh and 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 Klay Thompson hasn't been shy about getting shots up uh, but it's not necessarily going to look how it will once he's playing uh with with his two you know future hall of fame running mates so you know I think that even just stunts this process a little bit as far as as Clay Thompson and and him getting himself into a rhythm and getting himself into form. Now Andrew Wiggins and, and Jordan Poole have stepped up big in some games, but it's not going to be automatic. And Wiggins, uh, as the Comcast business text line points out, Wiggins was was tough tonight. It you know he he had a kind of an empty calorie first half, didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Ends up finishing this game with with twelve points, and and it was just a, an odd. Sort of Wiggins floated, and, and another one of those nights where, uh, along the lines that we've started to, to see more these last couple of weeks, or this last week rather, these last couple of games with Clay back, you know, Clay takes a lot of shots, and Poole's taking his shots, and Kaminga's attacking the rim and taking shots. And, and Wiggins, this was another night where he looked, I thought, to be a little bit out of rhythm. Like, he didn't know where he was getting his or how to get his or when to get aggressive, and so he floated, I think, uh, a little bit as well. Uh, so, uh, I think, you know, again, uh, there's a learning process to to these guys all playing together. But then when they have to play without some of the key cogs, there's also an adjustment period as far as you know, whose roles are going to change and for how long maybe you're going to need some other roles to change. So 415 JD with Draymond out. Uh, can we sign someone like Willie Colley Stein once he clears waivers to a 10 day contract or Harry Giles to a 10 day contract? Uh, concern level that the Warriors could drop in the standings the next seven games uh, and with an impetus on the non-loony minutes. And, look, Bielitsa's been rough uh, more often than not uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks, really. Now, he has had a few games where he's helped them. He, he did help them uh, the other night in, in Chicago, had kind of a an under-the-radar, uh, I thought, uh, sneaky good game uh, six points and 11 boards and seven assists so he the games have been there for Bielitza and he is the primary backup uh, to answer the question though no they cannot because the roster currently is full uh, at at 15 players plus the two two-way players so the Warriors are going to have to ride this thing out for the next couple of weeks w- without Draymond and, and without adding uh, to what uh, you know, to, to the roster, you can add and go above the 15 and above the 17 if the ads are because of COVID. So if you do have a, somebody go in the health and safety protocols or a couple of players go in the health and safety protocols, then you can add additional players for that time that the players that are in the COVID health and safety protocols are out. But that currently uh, is not the case. Uh, for the Warriors, so they're they're just going to have to suck it up uh, with what they have, and you know, I think longer term, James Wiseman becomes somebody that that's going to be uh, a factor. Uh, I think in in playing some of those minutes on nights where the Warriors need a bigger body to help themselves against some of the bigs uh, in the NBA. eight, nine five seven, nine five seven zero triple eight, nine five seven Nine five seven zero, 0 uh, and as far as the standings go, uh, just looking at the Warriors did drop another game to the Suns. The Suns won uh, today in Detroit, so they're now 33-9, and and the Warriors, with their 12th loss of the season, two and a half back of Phoenix. Now, the Warriors do have the tiebreaker currently taking two out of three, and these two teams are going to meet again at the end of March. So that could be a big game for tiebreaker purposes or if the Warriors need that win inside Chase Center to try and maybe catch the Suns. But it is getting closer beneath the Warriors for the three and the four spots. There's there's really a lot of room clear of the top four. Uh, and the Warriors currently right now, they're seven games clear of fifth, uh, but they're only two games clear of fourth. And and Memphis has been playing terrific. They had their long winning streak snapped uh, What last night and then the Utah Jazz got a win tonight in Denver, so Utah's back into third at 29 and 14, and Memphis is right there on their heels, uh, even in terms of games back, uh, but uh, with one more win and one more loss. So Utah and the Grizzlies essentially tied right now, two games back of the Warriors. Uh, for third and fourth in the Western Conference. And it, it's going to be a hell of a battle as far as you know who gets the one and then who gets two and three, and two and three potentially playing each other in a, in a second round. And then obviously one and four right now would be Phoenix and Memphis in a second round, assuming the chalk uh, were all victorious, and it would be the Warriors and the Jazz in a second-round series as the 2-3. And so, yeah, it's going to be important for the Warriors to to hang in that race and keep the pace with the Utahs and, and the Memphises of the world over these next couple of weeks, even though they're going to have to do it without Draymond Green, who's going to be gone for the next two weeks and and, and maybe even two weeks plus. All right, let's go ahead and hear uh, from Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, first of all here, a nice end to the road trip for Kaminga continues to attack. Uh, and here's what the rookie had to say following the Warriors' loss in Minnesota.
5: But it, uh, what did you like, what didn't you like uh, about your performance tonight? I think
6: I should sure bring more energy. But I, like I did, but I didn't bring it to a point where I felt like it was going to help the team a lot. They,
5: uh, they mentioned in you know, the G League game, Memphis kind of being a little unhappy with, with how you played there and, and feeling like you responded during the road trip. Was that uh, a wake-up call at all? I mean, taking I guess through the, the few days after that.
6: I've been I've been talking to Coach Carey for a minute now, and the Jilic thing. I don't think I played bad, but just coming out here, even out there to the Jilic, I just got to bring the same energy every single day. And I feel like when I played at the Jilic the last time I played, I didn't really. Bring a lot of energy. And so I'm thinking that
0: if I go back out there, uh, I just got to keep up with the same work I do out here. How do you look at this trip for you in these last few games? It seems like these last three games you've taken a step forward. Does it feel like that to you?
6: Uh, I feel like it's not me taking a step forward. It's just it's just part of the growth. I mean, I wasn't just going to come out in the league my first, whoa, what? my first game or second game and just do what I'm doing right now. It had to take me a lot of time, uh, a lot of learning, and just be around the group and learn how the plays and learn how to be a part of the team. And so and I feel like I'm getting better low every single day, and I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Draymond's out at least the next
5: few weeks. Um, how important, and you're, you're going to step into probably increased playing time. How important is this
6: stretch for you coming up? I mean, uh, it is important, but you know, at the end of the day, we need Drum back. Like, it's like our engine without him. With him, we still work. With Don we still don't work. But he's one of the guys that on the team that bring a lot of energy. So we really need him back. Hopefully we feel better soon. But
0: I'm just learning, just trying to get better every day. You've mentioned Kerr and the other coaches talking about running hard down the court. And we saw you with him shoot around today with the laptop open. Uh, what else is he? What, what other messages was he imparting today that Came to be tonight, or that matter tonight. It's just pretty much. He, he
6: stay on top of telling me to stay running because there is some plays that we look at. Even if I was running, but there is some plays that I was running, but he told me I feel like I can't even run way faster than that, or just be more aggressive than that. And that's pretty
0: much what I've been working on, just trying to stay consistent on running every time. It seemed like when you put the ball on the floor and go to the hoop. You're pretty tough to stop. And and Steve was saying that's part of the learning is when to dribble, when to shoot. Um, how is that evolution been? How are you learning that? And do you feel, is that the, the the place you're most comfortable is going to the hoop like that? I feel like I'm
6: most comfortable
0: doing everything
6: on the floor, uh, not just going to the ball on the floor, cutting, uh, sand screens. Uh, it depends on what time I need to do that. And I feel like that's where I'm getting better every single day. And that's why helping me to and stay on the floor and just have that low trust from coach
4: yeah so jonathan kaminga there and uh this is going to be a big opportunity for him over the next couple of weeks with draymond green out uh and we should reiterate uh, the draymond green news uh coming from the injury that he sustained the sore left calf a week ago uh tonight as Clay Thompson was set to make his return in the warm up a week ago tonight at Chase. Had uh, a little bit of a twinge in the left calf, sore left calf. Underwent uh, an MRI. Uh, underwent an MRI on his lower back as well to determine the, the cause and the, uh, of the soreness and the tightness in the calf. And those evaluations indicated that the soreness and tightness in the calf is tied to a disc. Uh, in his lower back, so Draymond going to get physical therapy in the coming days. Will continue to be monitored by the medical and training staff, but set to be reevaluated in two weeks. So that means Draymond Green is done for the entire Warriors' homestand that begins on Tuesday. And to relate it back to Kaminga, that's at least seven games where he would figure to be in the rotation. Uh, along with Juan Toscano-Anderson and and obviously Otto Porter, who's been starting these last couple of games. Uh, Gary Payton was in there as well Uh, initially. We'll see when Gary Payton can come back, and obviously the Warriors are hoping Steph Curry can be back by Tuesday night against the Pistons. But Kaminga's going to get an opportunity to play, and the key to him continuing to play well and earn those minutes is going to be a lot of what was talked about in the first portion of that press conference which were the questions about going down and putting in the work maybe when everybody's not watching at a more consistent or higher level than when all the bright lights are on and everybody's watching one thing to just keep an eye on moving forward here with Kaminga talent is there ability to get to the rim just a, a brashness that he plays the game with but there is a little bit of a little bit of a sentiment that maybe Maybe the G League stuff and and maybe some of the you know lesser heralded stuff, the behind the scenes stuff, is potentially a little bit, little bit beneath him. Didn't exactly love the answer that he gave, uh, when you know the coaching staff and Steve Kerr's talking to him and, and saying you know they didn't love the way that he played, and he said he didn't think he played that poorly. Uh, you know th- those are the kinds of things again that that if he cleans up the future. Uh, is very, very bright with John uh, for Jonathan Kaminga. but he's going to have an opportunity on this trip, and everybody's salivating at the shot to see him play and and the chase center crowd does have a little bit more of a buzz to it uh, when double zero gets introduced and and comes into the game eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero final couple of minutes here. We do want to hear from Clay Thompson uh, rough night for Clay shooting, but his first week since his return is in the books. 5 of 14, 3 of 8 from 3. Let's uh, hear from number 11 on how he feels he's fared, uh, not only tonight, but in his first week
0: back in two and a half years. Clay, you guys were playing pretty well in the last, late third, early fourth. It kind of turned. What in your mind changed there? Probably oh, yeah. not shooting very effectively from the field. They shot a great percentage. As I look at the block score, the turnovers
7: weren't very good either. I know they had a lot of opportunities because of that, and um, I think we're all
5: just ready to go home. and be up for Tuesday. You, uh, you played four games now, your minutes kicked up a little bit tonight. Just generally, how do you feel you're playing? Uh, I mean, I feel great. I'm excited just to be out there. Um, I think I'm playing
7: great. I'm getting great, great looks. I mean, I had some really good looks tonight. And uh, I got blown by defense, which isn't good. I missed a box out as well, but. It's coming and it's a new challenge for me to play within these minutes and be as efficient as I can, but it pales in comparison to what uh, I went through the last two years. So, although I'm not shooting I'm not shooting ball as well as I want to, I'm, uh, I'm going to keep shooting because that's what I'm best
5: at. How does the shot feel? It feels great. Have you, uh, what have you thought about Kaminga? Uh, you know, he's about to get a lot heavier minutes, it seems, without very long. What have you thought yeah. about well? I mean, John is an incredible
7: athlete, and his uh, ability to play at the rim is also incredible. Um, I love his aggressiveness tonight. That shows itself in 10 free throws, and he is
0: going to be a huge part of this team for a long time. You mentioned the minutes, uh, and Steve consciously bumped you up a little bit today, I think 23. Mm-hmm um where do you see that going how how much how ready are you to extend that i'm guessing very
7: (laughs) Uh, can't trust what i say because i could say play 40 minutes but i'm not a performance i'm not a sports scientist that's what our training staff is for i trust them and i don't want to get over eager just my fourth game in. you know i want to peak come playoff time and i'm excited for when those i'm grateful for when those minutes do tick up but I, uh, I'm not going to get overzealous just because I want to
0: play more, get in a better rhythm. I'm just going to be patient and continue to play as hard as I can with the minutes I'm giving. How, how do you reflect on this trip for you um, and how significant it was? I mean, that first game at home, there was so much emotion. There's, yeah. you know, kind of the hoopla. And to play three more games, and, like you said, yeah. like, well, wow, how important has that been? Oh, it's huge, especially
7: compared to the last two years when awesome. I'm on road trips. I'm not a... As engaged because I'm not out there doing what, what I love to do. But now to get the first roadster out the way, get back to the rhythm of things, it's, it's huge. And I'm uh, going to watch film and see how I, how I can get better. And uh, I know I'm just going to keep getting better as each game comes. I just know it. Uh, you know, it's rare someone takes off a two year hiatus from playing NBA games to coming in and dominating. So I'm I'm gonna get to that point. It's just gonna I just have to be patient, man. The last two years have taught me what patience is really about.
5: Speaking of patience, I just wanted to get your reactions to the news about Draymond having to wait another couple of weeks to have to play with him.
7: Yeah, it's unfortunate, but all through injuries there's no point in rushing back in mid January. We are playing for something much bigger than that, and uh, when Trey does step on the floor, I'm gonna be very grateful to. Play with him again. I just love his energy and his ability
5: to play ball. He's one of the best. What you guys have had the top defense all year, um, but he's about to be out for an extended time. What? How do you kind of maintain that without him? Just effort and focus, communication. Those three things. And,
7: um, we got very, we got a lot of able bodies, and I'm really excited for this home stand. I think we're gonna do great. I think it's gonna give us a, a great jolt because uh,
0: it's hard to win on the road this league, and I'm really excited to get get home and play in front of our fans. Obviously, a lot of focus on you coming back and playing with stuff given your connection in the backcourt and Splash Brothers and all that. But you mentioned Draymond, I mean, how, how eager are you? And he's talked about how eager he's been to play with you. And that's going to be a couple of weeks away. How how eager are you for that yeah. moment? Uh, it's really exciting. Both those two, I, I can't wait to
7: step on the floor, and be firing on all cylinders with both those two guys can make my job easier. I'm sure I'll make their jobs a little bit easier, but um, I'm really excited. I miss playing with those two, and uh, I think there will be a sense of normalcy when we're
5: back out there together again. You talk about playing at full strength, reaching the playoffs. Has that become easier to envision over the last four games since you've gotten back?
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah, just to just be able to run up and down the court and get in game shape again and uh, play the long game. Like you said, uh, it's been so much easier to feel that and it's,
0: uh, it gives me gives me chills thinking about what we can be at that point during the year. How different does this, I mean, you talk about Draymond and Steph and how comfortable that feels, but guys like Kaminga, there's a lot of guys who weren't here when you were last year. Yeah. How different and fresh does this team feel to you? Oh uh, Well, I mean, give the Warriors front
7: office credit for acquiring so much great young talent, John looks like he's going to be a building block for years to come. Same with Jordan, James, Moses. All these guys and I'm just I've seen the work they put in to get here. No one's path has been easy and uh I'm just happy to call myself their teammate. Even wait for it
0: here at Life and
7: No. And uh, me and Andrew still got a lot of chemistry to build, but it'll be real good when we do click. It's uh great things to take time.
4: And Clay Thompson, uh last part there, I think maybe among the most important, uh still have some work to do to, to build their chemistry and I think that has been apparent uh, small sample size to be sure but yeah tonight Clay Thompson back Clay Thompson taking 14 shots and, and this was a game where the Warriors without Steph and without Draymond needed, needed Clay, needed Poole, and needed Wiggins uh, the three of them to, to really be flowing uh, effectively in terms of uh, who was going to be taking what shots when and in the games where Wiggins and Clay Thompson have played together to this point, uh, for the most part, it has looked like Wiggins has been uh, a little bit uh, out of sync uh, as far as when when to attack and when to take shots, and, and a little bit out of rhythm when when some shots that maybe he had been taking come to him uh, in the context of uh, the Warriors offense now so uh, that'll do it a couple quick notes here to close it out Warriors now 31 and 12 13 and 9 on the road the 1 and 3 trip the 20 point defeat largest margin of defeat for the Warriors this season now also 1 and 7 when they score fewer than 100 points 15th different starting lineup for the Warriors and the 13th different Uh, in the last 16 games for Golden State had been very consistent had the Warriors with their starting lineup up until these last couple of weeks and obviously there's been a few more losses coming to the Warriors uh, because of that Uh, and the Warriors back at home on Tuesday they'll host the Pistons seven game trip Pistons and Pacers with the Rockets and Jazz Mavs Timberwolves and the Brooklyn Nets coming up beginning on Tuesday night. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Great job uh, uh, putting on a very busy day uh, with a lot going on uh, in the Bay Area. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. We'll talk to you when we talk to you as uh, the Warriors back in action on Tuesday. Keep it locked all day tomorrow. we got full coverage of the Warriors, full coverage of the Niners. Big win uh, beginning bright and early tomorrow. So even on the MLK holiday, we got you covered. So keep it locked right here on your home for Warriors basketball. It's seven. The Game.
3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.